Hello everyone, welcome to The Totally Well Show. I'm your host, Joyce Strong. The Totally Well Show is a place where we get curious, ask questions, and explore everything to do with health, wellness, fitness, and all the things it takes to help you live the highest quality, most fulfilling life. Uh, welcome today, and I have my guest, Isaac Muffaletto, who is from Mended Roots Acupuncture and Wellness mm -hmm. in Shirley, Mass. Isaac is a, an acupuncturist and herbalist mm -hmm. um, and um, has a lot of great information for me because I don't know that much about acupuncture other than what you taught me the last time we met. Yeah. So I'm going to start fresh from, um, from that. Tell me a little bit about, um, first of all, where are you from? Where do you... So I grew up in Shirley, and I've lived there, um, with the exception of going off to school, I've lived there my entire life, so okay. 27 years. Well, so you're a local guy. I am. Yeah. I am, definitely. Um, so it's great to have you in our community to be able to serve um, yeah. and help, help people feel better um, and heal. Um, where did you go to school? So I did my acupuncture schooling at the New England School of Acupuncture, which at the time was over in Newton, Mass., and... Um, Recently merged with Mass College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences and moved to Worcester. Okay. Um, but before that, I did my bachelor's degree in wellness and alternative medicine at a school called Johnson State College in Vermont. Yeah. Uh, where we got little kind of snapshots of a bunch of different modalities of healing. So there was a class on chiropractic care, acupuncture, Western herbalism, and a lot of different things in between where you got to kind of explore possible routes that you would want to take after you graduated. All right, so you, it sounds like you already had a, had a sense of being in a, in healthcare and in a more natural type of yeah. approach for health? Yeah, I would say I was probably gained interest in it when I was 17. I got a sports injury that I actually wound up going and getting acupuncture for, for the first time. Um, when I was 17 through somebody that I had met um, that my dad introduced me to. And I wound up staying with the acupuncture because I had some digestive, some chronic digestive things going on and um, was surprised at how well the acupuncture wound up helping me with that. So I went for the pain and kind of stayed for the, the side effect benefit that kind of wound up coming up. Well, that was a lucky, uh, serendipitous yeah, yeah, type was, of accident. So what happened to you? What sport were you playing? I was playing it? soccer yeah. um, and it was just kind of during the off season over uh, the summer, I kind of just twerked my knee and my ankle at the same time doing something that I probably shouldn't have been doing. But Yeah, so it was I, an orthopedic problem to yeah, begin with. Yeah. yeah, it was more of a purely orthopedic problem. And the doctors were kind of more or less saying, like, there's nothing that you can do to really accelerate it. You're going to have to wait. But the recovery time was going to be um, make me miss my senior year uh, varsity soccer season so I didn't really want to do that so mm -hmm. I kind of started looking for some more alternatives and my dad had um, used acupuncture uh, to kind of help him get through his cancer treatments when uh, I was much younger and he kind of suggested that so we wound up meeting with um, an acupuncturist that he had met through a meditation group that he had done mm -hmm. and uh, when I met the guy, I wound up going to him, and the relief was pretty quick, pretty immediate, and I was pretty satisfied and was able to play my senior year, which wow. uh, was pretty important to me at the time. So 
I became a little bit of a firm believer at that point, I would say. So it was, by the way, I have this other problem, or you just, like, yeah, how, I how didn't did even um, actually really mention it to him until uh, after it started to kind of help. I just, I went there and I wanted him to focus on just my knee pain and just my ankle pain and kind of help me get through that. So I didn't even mention the, like, the chronic problems that I was kind of having at the time. And then after a few treatments, I wound up starting to get a little relief from it. And mm -hmm. that's kind of when I brought it up to him. And he um, actually wound up giving me a little bit of Chinese herbal medicine to help with it, which helped the, the issues I was having even more. So, wow. yeah. So was, is your dad a medical person? No, he... Uh, kind of got into the acupuncture through, he did a lot of martial arts when he was growing up. He okay. studied martial arts for a number of years and through that meditation and um, just that connection between using martial arts as an internal practice and uh, Chinese medicine, both acupuncture and herbal medicine, he kind of got into that. So then when he was going through his uh, cancer diagnosis, which they didn't give him very long to live and he didn't really want to accept that. so. When he was going through that, he used the acupuncture and the herbs and the meditation to help him kind of deal with all the side effects that he was having from all the various uh, medications he was going on for the uh, cancer at the time. So what, did he have the, this background before he got diagnosed with cancer? Yeah, he had the background a little yeah. bit before. He had done some meditation and things like that before uh, he wound up getting diagnosed with the cancer. Mm -hmm. And what really pushed him to try the acupuncture was when he got that cancer diagnosis because he was um, informed that it can help kind of deal with a lot of the side effects that you get from all these potent medications that you have to use to actually treat the cancer properly. <laughs> and so on top of that, and the number of surgeries he was having, it was just a really nice way to kind of help with the pain management mm -hmm. using the acupuncture and the meditation to kind of help lower the overall pain that he was feeling rather than be on all the the constant morphine drip and things like that because mm -hmm. there was side effects of those medications he didn't really appreciate so mm -hmm. he wound up um, not really enjoying taking them and at that point it kind of made him look for some alternative routes to wind up helping with all these side effects that were coming up. What kind of cancer did he have? He had a sarcoma on the side of his head that mm -hmm. uh, required removing there um, the actual tumor and then grafting different muscles from different areas to rebuild the structure on the side mm -hmm. of his head. Um, and it was a pretty aggressive form of cancer and where it was located on the head made it a little bit more problematic, which is why they gave him such a poor diagnosis. Mm -hmm. How's he doing now? He's good. He's been free and clear for um, almost 20 years, I think a little oh, over 20 uh, years. So wow. he's been good for a, a long time, yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing he's stubborn. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to give up, so he kept fighting and that, that was important. Yeah, so. oh, that's a nice story yeah. of how, how what led you into it, so. Yeah, he's kind of what piqued my interest. I mean, even before that, I had a little bit of interest in more of the, what we call the Western herbal route where, um, you know, you use lavender to help you with sleep and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. So I already had a little bit of an interest in it. I just had never even heard of acupuncture, honestly, because I was just 17 at the time and just mm -hmm. didn't really know much about it. So I hadn't really heard of that until I wound up experiencing it. But I always had a little bit of a knack for um, 
the herbal route and I find it interesting that you can kind of go outside and maybe even find something that could help you a little bit with some of your problems and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that was always a, a strong interest of mine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So can you give me a, a 101 kind of overview of what's acupuncture? How does it sure. work? Um, so acupuncture is a, a Chinese form of medicine that has existed and it's kind of under debate how long they say that it's been out there, but it's been out there for around 2,500 years or more. Uh, back then, the 2,500 years is more or less when there was a first concrete documentation in written form, so they think there was some sort of oral tradition of passing on the information before that. Um, but it's a system that speaks about the body in a slightly different way than we would from a Western point of view. They talk about the chi of the body, and the chi is essentially, um, to give it a somewhat poor definition, I guess, because there's not a really clear way to translate what the term chi means into English, but you could translate it and think of it as vital energy is kind of the underlying tone. So the chi is kind of what drives every function in the body from a Chinese medical point of view. The chi and the blood are two of the base elements that wind up um, kind of coming together to help the body function in a proper way. So when you use an acupuncture needle on an acupuncture point, um, you're manipulating the chi in a specific way to kind of help the body to heal itself, essentially. Um, now, if you want to talk about it from a biomedical standpoint, there's still a lot of debate about what exactly is going on um, and how it's affecting the body in a very precise manner. But essentially, they have kind of boiled it down to the acupuncture kind of helps with sympathetic nervous system uh, kind of regulation. So it winds up working on the nervous system, the exact mode of how it winds up affecting the nervous system is more or less what's under debate. Some people think it's through um, specific neurotransmitter kind of releases that are stimulated at the acupuncture point and kind of have a cascade effect all the way up to the nerve, like the brain and the central nervous system. Mm -hmm. um, one of the ones that I kind of personally enjoy is there is a a myofascial network, which is essentially just a connective tissue network that runs all throughout the body. Mm -hmm. And there's these things called myofascial trains, which if you actually look at some of them, quite a few of them very closely mimic what an acupuncture meridian is. Mm -hmm. And the meridians, just to explain that a little bit, are essentially the pathways that the points tend to fall on, mm -hmm. the acupuncture points. Um, so. When you needle, from one point of view, when you needle into this myofascial network, you're causing a little bit of a change in the body and it's not just localized because that connective tissue that runs all the way up the arm is now being affected just by that one needle that I put in your hand. Mm -hmm. So that's one that I find really fascinating that it kind of affects the myofascial network and the nervous system by using kind of uh, a single point that can reflect on the whole body. Um, which is why a lot of the time people will come in and they'll say, oh, I have shoulder pain, and then I'll put a needle down by their foot. And they're like, why are you putting a needle in my foot? It's because even though the body is broken up into these different regions, it really is all connected. And there is a way to affect the shoulder by using a point on the foot, just because it has a different... Chinese medicine uses a different way of looking at the body where it doesn't have to be quite as linear. It can be a little more secular and kind of go around and swerve and everything, um, which is 
one of the beauties of the medicine is that you don't necessarily have to needle the shoulder for shoulder pain if it's too sensitive or too inflamed or things like that. Um, but essentially, uh, everybody's also heard of the term yin and yang, um, which is a pretty common symbol that you see everywhere and everything mm -hmm. like that. That also comes from the roots are in Chinese medicine as well, where yin and yang are opposites, but they are needed to kind of create each other in a way. Mm -hmm. So uh, much like darkness and light, you can't really have darkness if there is no light either. So they both have to exist in order for it to be a thing, um, mm -hmm. but they are both the one of the basis of acupuncture is the balancing of the yin and yang in the body to create an actual health and harmony. So it seems like it takes a lot of thinking in um, broad kind of a way, not as a, as a nurse and as a medical person, I want to know more specific things, yeah, right? And yeah. I'm glad that you kind of went there with me for a little bit because that, that pulls me in. Mm -hmm. um, um, but it's, it does take sort of a leap of faith to say, it, it's, it's almost like your computer. You know, you can turn it on. You don't know how it works. You don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, but having some sense of this has been around for so long and yeah. passed along for so long mm -hmm. that there's evidence just in the, the population of it working. Um, yeah. That sense of trust. Yes. Um, yeah. I did want to say when you were talking about that, um, I had some uh, episode with sciatica. So that's mm. with a um, with a nerve being pinched up somewhere in um, to, in the in my back mm -hmm. area, back and hip area, and I had severe pain in my hip and uh, numbness down in my leg. Mm -hmm. And I know it was generating from this one small point way up here. So exactly. I totally understand how the the pain sensation can show up in other places and how things are connected yeah, yeah. and it's kind of um, sometimes difficult for people to actually understand how it can get so elaborate but even if you just look at where uh, there's something called dermatomes which um, if you go and look up a diagram of what a dermatome is it kind of shows you where the different nerves are exiting the spine and where they actually innervate in the body. And yeah, it's a yeah. really good way of kind of uh, grasping the concept of, okay, well, my ankle hurts, but maybe it is coming from my back, just like the sciatica that you were kind of talking about. Um, and it gives people a little bit more understanding of how complex their body is too. Yeah, I, I could have sworn the pain was right here. Exactly. And this is where I was pressing, and this is where it was hurting, but that's not where it started. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about, I've had acupuncture once, mm -hmm. and so um, just for those people who haven't, mm -hmm. for one thing, I, I didn't feel anything. I thought I ha was having needles put into me, and they're so fine, mm -hmm. you know, and I give injections, so I know that those don't hurt very much when you're using, but they're, the needles you use are much finer. Yeah, they are. They're pretty, pretty, pretty thin. Um, so the hypodermic needle, if you actually took about 10 acupuncture needles, you could fit 10 acupuncture needles into a hypodermic needle just to kind of give you an idea of how thin it really is. So an acupuncture needle is a filiform or solid needle versus the hypodermic one, which has the hole in it for the injections. Right. And um, they are extremely thin and a lot of the time when you get an acupuncture needle, it shouldn't really hurt. You might have a sensation of heaviness or achiness, 
And that's actually okay. That's what we would call the de chi response, um, which is more or less just saying that you've affected that point to bring the chi to do what it's supposed to with that point. Okay. Um, but there are more sensitive areas on the body, obviously, than others. And yeah. that can kind of actually vary from person to person, which area they tend to find more sensitive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that comes down to where they kind of carry stress and tension too. So some people, the hand and the feet are the most sensitive areas, but if somebody has a lot of tension in some part of their musculature and you go to needle around that, mm -hmm. that can often be pretty sensitive on people too. Okay. But essentially it should never be painful and, or it doesn't have to be painful. Different people have different schools of thought on how acupuncture, how uncomfortable or comfortable acupuncture should be. Mm -hmm. um, Personally, I'm of why make it uncomfortable if it can still affect a change, but sometimes people like a little stronger stimulation, and it's a matter of personal preference. Mm -hmm. Can you talk with your acupuncturist about that as the process is happening? Do you? Yes, it's always great to actually give them feedback as you're going through. So if I were to needle a point and it was uncomfortable, it's always good to kind of mention, oh, that point was a little uncomfortable because rather than you sitting there for the 20 or 30 minutes that I would normally leave the needles in mm -hmm. um, with this excruciating pain in your hand, sometimes a subtle manipulation or just withdrawing it a little bit or even pushing it a little bit further in can decrease that uncomfortable sensation to the point that now sitting there for 30 minutes isn't torture. It's just kind of relaxing. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. Yeah. So what kinds of people come to see you? Um, after the story you just told me, I'm like, I guess it could be anyone, but yeah. any particular age or particular maladies? Yeah, that's actually a good question. So acupuncture can be done for anybody under any age. There are normally people that will specialize in uh, pediatrics, for example, and some people will have a specialty, which means that they, once they graduated their acupuncture degree, normally took courses on it, um, on whatever specialty they wanted after mm -hmm. um, but as far as who can come and who can't uh, really anybody could come and there's a wide range of things that acupuncture can tend to help with the number one thing that we see people coming in our door for is pain um, mm -hmm. but other things such as insomnia or other sleep problems are pretty common um, autoimmune conditions uh, are another one that are pretty common to get good benefit from acupuncture now, depending on the condition and how long you've had it and your age and things like that can change how long it's going to take for you to see solid result and mm -hmm. lasting result. Um, but that can all kind of be figured out at the time. And really, it's so individual how long it might take for something to be done and something to improve. It's a little difficult to give like a blanket statement, but you, normally the older you are, the longer it normally would take, and the younger you are, the quicker you would take. So mm -hmm. a child, their acupuncture treatment might just be 10, 15 minutes, and then they're good and they're ready to go, where somebody who's elderly might need to come back several times to start to feel a little bit of relief. Um, but the biggest thing that we have people come in for is back pain or sciatica, I would say, and mm -hmm. um, arthritic conditions and things like that. What's your favorite uh, type of client to work with? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I guess ones that are open to suggestion, because if you're a little too close-minded when you come in, it makes it a little more difficult for me to actually affect a positive change in your body, in your 
life in your body. Um, when we do an acupuncture session, most of the time I'll have one or two kind of little tidbits, whether it's a slight dietary recommendation or a lifestyle change that I don't tend to make them too dramatic because the simpler they are, the easier it is for somebody to follow and they can kind of build up. Okay. Um, but in general, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought, but in general, uh, the best kind of person to have is somebody that's a little open to it. And I mean, it's always great to see healthy people and kind of prevent conditions from getting worse. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm happy to see anybody and the people that are more enthusiastic about it makes it that much better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're not having to convince them of something or just yeah. some element of trust. Yeah, and that and um, just the people that are willing to even kind of look at their health as a whole picture and be willing to change things even though they're coming to me for acupuncture, but I might give them dietary advice. That's not really why they were there, but if they're willing to even take a baby step in that direction, mm -hmm. it just makes it so much easier for both of us and it makes me feel like we're gonna get to a point that I wanna get them to much sooner because my goal is always to get them to exactly where they wanna be in their life. but. If it, there's a little resistance, sometimes it makes it that much more difficult. This is why I love your approach, because you see the whole person. And in yeah. that way, we're, we're the same. Um, you see the whole person, and though they've, the entry point was acupuncture or mm -hmm. herbal medicine, they've, the, you're not leaving it there. You're going to address other things with them within mm -hmm. the scope of your practice, of course. But, exactly. um, but you see that whole person, and the idea is not a pill for an ill, but... Yes. You come out of here healthy. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I want to save some time that we didn't get into um, a couple things. One is I want to hear a little bit about your, um, your work as an herbalist. Okay. Yeah, so I wound up um, through the acupuncture program, there's a, a dual track is what we call it, where you do the herbalist track as well mm -hmm. as the acupuncture track. And uh, it's a three and a half year program to finish that. And I wound up doing that track partially because of my interest, but partially because adding more tools into your toolbox is always a positive thing. Um, so I wound up doing the three and a half year schooling for that, which was pretty difficult because they have a, a way of writing things that's called pinyin, which is essentially taking Chinese characters and kind of translating them into English characters to make things make sense. And uh, it was pretty difficult to kind of have to learn things as the pinyin name rather than the Western name and still make that association and make it stronger. But I wound up really enjoying it and it was a very challenging but very rewarding thing to kind of get through. And since I've graduated, I've wound up um, using herbal medicine on quite a few different people that I uh, treat. And the variety of herbal products that uh, are out there, so there are things that we call patent medicines, which are basically tablets or pills that you can kind of take, um, mm -hmm. which are normally very inexpensive and pretty easy and convenient to take. And then there's the raw herbs, obviously, which are kind of on the other side where they can be a little bit more expensive and take a lot more time to prepare because you have to make the actual decoction. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Are those called tinctures or...? Uh, those we would call decoctions. They're more like a tea than they are a tincture. Um, okay. There are tinctures out there, and I do actually offer those as well, which those are, they make the, the decoction or they de decoct the herbs in 
whatever the alcohol or whatever they're using to kind of draw out the essential active ingredients and then you have the tincture um, but the decoctions are just a water-based kind of tea um, and then there's a an even slightly different thing which are called granules which are essentially some company brewed the herbs into the decoction that you would normally use and then they actually spray it so that it dries and then it's in this powdered form that you can just add a tiny scoop to the water and wind up taking it that way. Okay. And those are also a little more expensive than the patents. I normally start people on the patent medicines even mm -hmm. though they're a little less potent just to kind of get an idea for A, how they re respond to the herbs and mm -hmm. B, to make sure that you're kind of going down the right track. And these you give for the same reasons that you would give acupuncture treatment? Yeah, Does more or less. Um, the acupuncture and the er Chinese herbs all use the same underlying foundation of theory behind it. Um, and you would use the herbs to support your acupuncture and the acupuncture to support your herbs. Uh, but you can do just herbs or just acupuncture. The herbs tends to get uh, a little more specific than the acupuncture does. So just to give an example of what a Chinese medical diagnosis might sound like is spleen qi deficiency. Mm -hmm. um, so spleen qi deficiency doesn't mean there's actually anything wrong with your physical spleen. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of the energetic properties associated to it are mm -hmm. a little weaker and not performing in the right way. So with your acupuncture, just calling it spleen qi deficiency would be enough. Um, and that would be okay, and you could do your treatment based off of that. But when it comes to herbal medicine, you have to get a little more specific almost. So is it spleen qi deficiency? Okay, well, is there any dampness involved? Or is there any other factors kind of coming into it? So you have to get a little more in depth to give a proper herbal diagnosis. So they're very similar, but the big difference is the herbs require a little more in-depth uh, analysis than the acupuncture. So we're gonna have to do another show to get into <laughs> yeah, yeah. in-depth there, but we have just a few minutes left, so we're gonna have to wrap up soon. I wanted to be sure I could um, ask you a few other questions. Okay. One is, what top three things does it take for you to be totally well, Isaac? That's a pretty good question. Um, I would say kind of one thing that a lot of people don't manage to do is um, actually take a little time for themselves every day. So whether that is doing a meditation or a little yoga or something like that, it can greatly improve your life if you kind of do that. And then there's always eating well um, and exercising, I would say. Those are great suggestions. And if people are trying to find you, where do they reach out to you? Do you have social media? What, I do. Yeah. Um, so I'm on Facebook. Mended Roots Acupuncture and Wellness is on Facebook. You could also go to my website, which is mendedrootswellness.com. Yeah. Um, and on there is all my contact information as well. Okay. Are you on Twitter, LinkedIn, any of those? Not those Instagram? yet. Um, not yet. Starting okay. slow. I'm not a big social media <laughs> person, so I'm starting to get there, but not quite there but yet. But they'll find you. And your office is from located from here about, what, 15 minutes? 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, so say. really yeah. close to the Groton community. Yeah, so. yeah. So, well, we're, we're uh, about to, to wrap up, so we have about a minute left. Anything else you want to add? Um, not in particular, other than just 
if you haven't never tried acupuncture, give it a shot. You never know what it could do. You have um, some free talks at, at your office and also yes, do some meditation talks? Yes. Meditation activities? Yeah, we have meditation uh, kind of group classes that we have. And um, I normally give free what is acupuncture kind of presentations that are free to the public that they can stop by. And they're hosted at my space. So we'll find that on Facebook. Yeah, those yeah. will be on Facebook. Well, thank you so much for coming today well, and sharing you what you know. Me. And we're definitely, definitely going to have to talk again because there's just way too much information. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you, Isaac. Yeah, thank you.